Aware Now, the official podcast for causes. Presented by Awareness Ties, Aware Now is rated O for original and organic content to raise awareness for the causes we're all tied to through personal stories and exclusive interviews. Tune in as we raise awareness a story at a time about topics that aren't always easy to talk about through conversations that are sometimes hard to have. Together, we are aware now. This is Super Cali Fragilistic, an exclusive interview with Cali Bevier by Jack and Ellie McGuire. This is found in the World Edition of Aware Now magazine. Cali Bevier, our official ambassador for LGBTQ awareness. Thank you so much for joining us tonight for a little talk. Thank you, Kelly. Of course. Thank you so much for having me and still allowing me to be the LGBTQ ambassador. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, we love you and we love the fact that we have this time to have this incredible conversation with you because you are an individual with an incredible past, incredible story that um, has chapters and chapters yet to be written that we're excited to bear witness to. And uh, so let's just get right into it by starting with this. You know, while the world's venues and stages have been nearly silenced, beautiful music is being made and eager audiences, they are waiting. Um, As a recording artist during this pandemic, have you found the silence to be a catalyst for creating new music or has the isolation been more of a blockage for you? Um, so for me, honestly, it's been both um, because the pandemic really forced me into myself. I felt like before the pandemic happened, um, the prior years that I was like living out in Los Angeles, I was just kind of ignoring, you know, any negative emotions that I would have you know I'd drive around my music would always be up if I would be sitting at home and I had any negative emotions I could go out and I could distract myself with literally anything like I live in a city where everything is just to your convenience so um I couldn't do that anymore so I would have to do things and turn and turn to my creativity and um I would do I was doing a lot of journaling still do do a lot of journaling um a lot of writing a lot of writing poetry um I'm not someone who actually like writes songs all the time um even though like I'm a singer um that was never something that I really wanted to do. Sometimes I'm inspired to write a song, sometimes I'm inspired to write a story and then make that into a song. Um, But anyway, so I I was just doing a lot of writing and reflecting or even drawing. And um, from that, then like now I'll be going back into all my journal entries from like the beginning of the pandemic and being like, okay, like what were the emotions I was going through at this time? And, Mm -hmm. you know, how can I take this and make it into a melody or a song? And, you know, what what are the sounds that will fit well with, you know, what I was feeling at this time? So, um, yeah, so it's been both a blockage and also a catalyst. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, and we also have a lot of time now. So I've also been telling myself, like, there's no excuse to not do something with this time. Like, I, I... that's something within myself that I've also found out um like doing a lot of shadow work is like I have a lot of lazy demons like procrastination demons like 
a lack of drive and everything. And so I really have been telling myself, like, you have so much time on your hands. You have to use it. Like, and I have a lot of, I know the potential I have. And um, I just want to see myself flourish in it. Um, so the, the pandemic has really helped me come out of like my old ways and um, really helped me see like what I want to do. Awesome. 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 Yeah. So a blessing and a curse. Yeah. I mean, exactly. That exactly. kind of situation. Um, you know, so the separation of the artist and the audience with the removal of the stage has caused uh, a disconnect in the live entertainment industry. How do you as a performer still maintain your connection with your your loyal fans and those who would be regulars at your shows if they could be at your shows? How do you do this? Um, okay, so something about, I feel like my fan base is that from day one, I feel like I really created a connection that was deeper than, you know, just me having fans because I'm a musician, I'm an artist, or they think I'm cool or whatever, you know, it, it started at a deeper level because they saw my story and they really followed me because of the like inspiring aspect of it. Like, okay, like I have a good voice, whatever, but, um, so I really make sure that the people that follow me and, you know, want to create a relationship with me or uh, some sort of connection. Um, I just make sure that they always feel seen in some way, whether that be like making sure that I'm answering DMs or um, going live and, you know, answering all the questions that are coming in or singing a little snippet of a a song that they love, um, anything like that. So just really making sure that people feel seen. And um, I remember like when Taylor Swift came out with her lover lover song. I'm, I know that I'm no Taylor Swift, but um, she liked one of my tweets because like I tweeted about it. And like, I will never ever forget that. And it was just that sim- simple thing of like, she just liked a tweet. And um, so it was just, I felt seen in that moment by someone who I, I really realized I look up to her. Um, and just that, I think that's over like overall, like every day to day life type of thing. Just make, have, make sure you know that, make sure you can show people that they are seen and Mm -hmm. that, you know, someone is there and, uh, for them, whether that literally be like, you see someone's t-shirt and you're like, oh, Hey, I like your t-shirt, you know, like that could like change someone's whole entire attitude for the day. Um, so yeah. That's Um, what people are Right. I, I do that just when I'm walking and I, I just make sure to say hi to every because you might be exactly. hi to them that day. Right. Right. Out here in Los Angeles, I've, there's this lack of that for some reason. And like, no matter what, like, even if people don't want to say hi back or anything, like, I'll still say hi. Like, if they don't say anything back, like, whatever. Like, you don't know what they're going through. But yeah, just making sure, like, like you know you know what you are capable of you know that you can share your happiness and your love even if someone else can't you know yeah for sure when it comes to labels nobody is immune to label mm-hmm. they are assigned to every person everything labels for you Callie include recording artist with a path that began with a gold buzzer performance at AGT cancer survivor overcoming stage three ovarian cancer at the age of 16. However, these are just two of your many, 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 many titles. 
Another that you proudly and passionately own is that of LGBTQ. Please share your position as a member of this community and what you want others outside of it to know. And Mm -hmm. after that, your position as a musician and the work that you do as an artist uh, that pertain to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so really like my whole journey um, in the LGBTQ community was like, I used to be obsessed with like Teen Vogue and Vogue and like all the magazines and everything. And I would flip through for hours and hours and hours, create collages and like, um, I would always be like, oh, this girl's pretty, that girl's pretty, you know, and like, I just knew that there was a difference in the way that I would process it. It wasn't just like, oh, like, they're pretty and like, I want to look like them or I like want to like, you know, emulate them. It was more of like a different feeling. So once I like realized the different feelings, like, oh, I actually find them attractive. I and that literally all was from literally just flipping through magazines, as weird as that sounds. Um, then I was like, and then my friend, one of my friends actually came out around the same time. And um, um, so I was seeing her come out and like kind of start her journey um, within the LGBTQ community. It was inspiring. And I was like, okay, well, let me, you know, find myself in this journey. So um, I just really kept my um, mind open to everyone honestly and I was I would romanticize everyone I came in contact with whether it be like a guy or a girl and if I found them attractive and when I say attractive I don't mean like um just their features you know but like personality and everything and I just realized how beautiful people are overall um at first I identified as lesbian then I identified as bi and now I identify as pansexual Um, which pretty much means that you don't have any gender preference when it comes to being attracted to someone or wanting to be in a relationship with someone. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really all just a journey. And, like, you never really need to know. Like, you you don't owe anyone anything. Um, But that's what I identify with now is pansexual. And um, so that's kind of where I stand within the LGBTQ community. Um, And I just feel like from the day I started like growing in the in in this earth I felt like my creator put me here because they knew that you know I could thrive helping others helping others be seen feel heard feel good and I feel like they made me a queer person because of that reason alone not alone but you know I feel like I do a lot of things to help others and just being queer is like another one so I'm like what else can I do you know how can I make you feel heard and seen and by doing that I'm just gonna be myself so hopefully you can be yourself um and then also in the music industry you know like us gays we listen to music too so for a long while in all of my childhood I never heard any songs where a female was talking about a female or a male was talking about a male and now there is a lot of music um where you hear that but I never really heard that growing up um so I make sure that when I write my songs you know I really write to just like what I truly believe and you know if I'm thinking about a girl for a story then I'll write about a girl if I'm thinking about a guy I'll write about a guy and then sometimes I feel this urge like this song definitely shouldn't have any gender in it so I just stick to you know they them whatever 
And um, so that's, I think that's very important when it comes to being in the LGBTQ community and also showing everyone through your through my music that um, I am part of it and I'm not gonna, you know, try to hinder things or hide things to make, you know, the masses feel better about what they're listening to. Mm-hmm. Speaking on that, did you ever run into any adversary or did you always have support? Was the family always behind you or did you get bullied? Um, yeah, I, my family was always behind me or my um, parents were always behind me. They never had any issue. They raised me to be very open and unapologetically myself, honestly. And they are the reason that I am who I am today. Um, but and then like my my like grandparents and um, some of my other like aunts and uncles, not all of them. Um, they're extremely, extremely religious and they don't um, really condone any, they, you know, they'll support you and be there for you. They love you, but they don't really um, agree with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. Anything outside the family or was it pretty... Everything outside of the family, I don't really care. Like, right. If you, you're, everyone's gonna have their opinions, and like, mm-hmm. you can either take part or just know, like, I, I am love. I'm like, I want to spread my love, and as I said, and like, I can take, you know, hate. It's fine. Um, there's definitely been people, you know, from my relationship that I'm in that people have, and also I think a lot of it is also like I don't look like extremely like. Uh, stereotypical lesbian or something so it's people it don't really like come on my page like you know belittling me because I can pass as straight very easily I think um but with my relationship and also telling you know everyone on social media and stuff that my husband is transgender there have been a lot of just unnecessary comments from random strangers who have no clue what they're talking about just like and that's just something that like once again I just kind of you know ignore Mm -hmm. and if if I don't ignore it I just use the, the messages as a chance to try to teach someone something that they didn't know and you know, sometimes people don't want to listen. They're not going to change their mindsets or anything. So you mentioned something there, like that you try to teach them, you try to educate them about, you know, things that they just don't know. And so that leads to actually the next question for you is this, you know, when we talk about pronouns and she, he, they, her, him, them, for those confused about why these terms and their personal assignment and usage is so important. Can you share your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, honestly, this can either be like the hardest conversation you can have with someone or like the easiest. And I think it's all about how open one's mind is. Um, it's really just about changing the way that you are kind of trained to address people, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think it's a super easy change that you can make um, and it can make someone feel extremely seen and respected and valued as, you know, just who they identify as, as a human being. Um, But you just have to be open to learning just this new way of things. And it's really not a new way of things. 
they them pronouns have been used um you know for forever and even in singular terms people just don't realize that they do that Mm -hmm. um but even of like i they them pronouns are new to me like i i actually don't have anyone in my life right now who is non-binary so i you know i don't talk to anyone where i practice that often so Mm -hmm. what i've been doing so that when that time comes when i do have a friend who is non-binary i won't mess up um because my brain is trained so i use he and she so much so what i've been doing is like okay if i see someone and i like their pants on the street or whatever um i don't always like say hey like your pants whatever but if i want to come home and tell sean like i saw this person on the street and i really liked their pants that's it you know that's what i but i could have said i could have assumed their gender and been like oh yeah i saw this girl um walking down the street she was really cute and i loved her pants but then i would have been assuming her my dog is making insane sounds. I'm sorry if you hear that. <laughs> um, but anyways, so just not not assuming gender, gender, and we all know like the like phrase for assuming, um, and then just like just changing just the way I say things. So not saying she, but being like I saw this person, I really liked their pants, and that's like just the way that I practice um, different pronouns. And then also just the sim- simplest thing of just asking like what pronouns do you prefer yeah. and it literally is like 15 second back and forth and it just it's just the respectful thing to do and um that's really it like it doesn't need to be this long conversation it's it, it's really yeah i agree for sure. yeah no and and that's you know you just said it perfectly there like it, so just ask you know and i think mm-hmm. that biggest problem especially when we look at the lgbtq community and like what do all these letters mean? And I don't know. We'll, we'll ask. Right, just, just ask. ask. And we'll tell, no one will get mad at you. Right, how do you pronounce right? your name and, and what pronouns do you go by? Right. Exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, people still, their brains are trained to like see someone who looks feminine and think they're female. But, you know, just with just seeing online and even myself being in the LGBT community, I still am learning every single day. You know, like I'll click on what I would say, I'll click on a girl's profile and then in their um, profile, it'll say they, them. And immediately I'm like, oh, duh, I should have never assumed that I'm going to a a girl's profile, you know? So it's just those little like ways that you have to train your mind and just change it. And you know, we are capable of so much, we can change the way that we think, you know? But I love the fact that the way you're sharing that, like here, you're part of the community, but you're constantly putting yourself in check and like that we all, I mean, that's just, you know, this world that we're a part of, like not, that it's not all on our terms. It's like, we, we are a part of, of, of terms outside of ourselves. And exactly. um, well, I think that's fantastic. And that's great advice to just sort of, just sort of practice it, you know? Um, right. what she just said too, like, mm-hmm. oh, we can change it, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, okay, so we're going to get real personal now. Really personal. Okay. So when you get in the shower and you feel the need to sing, what song comes to mind the most? I don't know why I felt the need. Like, <laughs> this is a song I really have to ask. A, a song, a question I really need to ask her. But what song is it? I love this question. We're going to take like a deep dive from like the COVID conversation, like on to something else. But so, oh God, I'm so sorry. okay, so um, 
My favorite song is Playing God by Paramore. Playing God, I literally don't think I've ever skipped this song. And um, it's pretty much the way that I relate it to my life is, I, as I said, I was um, a lot of my family is extremely religious and I was raised in that religion. And um, it's an extreme religion. It has been called an extreme religion by many different people. Um, it's been called a cult before. Just don't want to call it out for what it actually is because a lot of my family is still a part of it. Um, but I just myself, I don't agree with religion as a whole at all. Um, like I'm, I myself, I'm very spiritual and like I, I talk to my guides and that's what I believe in, mm -hmm. but not for one second. Am I, am I going to be like, you need to believe in this and you need to talk to your guides and like, that's going to help you, you know, like I, I just know what I believe in and that's right. it. And I would never expect anyone to, uh, believe in what I believe in. Um, but this, in this religion that I was raised in, you are taught to just spread the truth. And, you know, if you are talking to a worldly person, so someone who's not in the religion, you should, you know, question them, really, and ask them why they're living that way. But the one thing is, they never will let you tell tell your side of things. And, like, there's no getting through to them. So it's pretty much like they'll expect you to change your whole entire way of thinking but if you try to explain something to them it goes in one ear and out the other and i just feel in all religions um there's always just like this preachy 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 thing and then a lot of people will just do a lot of things that go against what they preach or go against the bible um so overall the like point of playing God is just like don't be a hypocrite and I was like also I was just deeply scarred by being in this religion to be honest it was very traumatizing mm -hmm. and it's been considered a cult before so you know just being a child and constantly feeling like God is like watching every single one of your moves if you if you're friends with a worldly kid you're not gonna make it onto like you're not gonna make it into heaven you know it's like it's just like it's so it's fear-based my belief is that we all are God and we all have God flowing through us and we all have these potentials to, you know, just just be full of love. And I, I know I keep saying this, but it's just important to remind yourself, you know, mm -hmm. just spread. But anyways, some of these lyrics are like, um, next time you point a finger, I'll point you to the mirror. So just pretty much just like, you're doing this, you're you're doing this stuff. You're being a hypocrite. And then one of the one of the lyrics was like, um, "If God's the game that you're playing, well, we must get more acquainted, because it has to be so lonely to be the only one who's holy." And that's just the way that you know I see religion. Also, is like you're just gonna tell me that you know your beliefs are the only true beliefs, and. It's just not true. Like there's so many ways of believing and thinking and there's so many realities. And it's just so, sm so small minded to think that way. And it has to be so lonely to think that way. I know it's like a little rant. I just love to rant about religion whenever I get the chance. So this is my chance. There are 100% people who are religious or, you know, spiritual, whatever, whatever you, as long as you're a good person, that's all that matters. You know, as long as you're not judging and shaming people and doing this and that, like you're a great person. And that's just my personal preference on religion as a whole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And certainly very, very much respected. Are you going to sing any of the lyrics? Oh, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, 
I know you don't believe me, but the way I, way I see it, next time you point a finger, I might have to bend it back or break it, break it off. Next time you point a finger, I'll point you to the mirror. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just made her heart so happy just now. <laughs> very little, like, cute version. It's Paramore, so. Right. Felt very nice on the ears. Very nice. Um, you know, so for all of us, because there are many, many of us who are very eager to hear about the latest and greatest about Cali Bevier and um, what you've got in the works now, what's coming up next, where are you, where do you want to go? So, um, I don't know if I said this earlier, but I have been like experimenting a ton with my music and my sounds and not only honestly who I am as an artist, but as like a human being, just like my day-to-day -day life and things that I've been struggling with and just life has been inspiring me up the wazoo lately so i've honestly just been like creating and creating and creating and um whether that be with music or content like photos um even if i'm just painting um stuff like that i've just been growing a ton creatively um i've been working with my producer adam and we've been digging into like a lot of different sounds for my music and like seeing what sounds um I connect with when it comes to coming up with melodies and lyrics because that's where I feel like I thrive the most is like listening to a musical track and then coming up with melodies and then slowly coming up with lyrics to that so we've really just been experimenting with like different sounds and stuff but like right now we're getting into kind of like some acoustic stuff and then also mixing like some like funky bass sounds with like these punk like electric guitar riffs so like there's a lot of just cool stuff that like we're making that honestly I don't hear when I'm listening to music often. Um, so that's exciting. So that's all new stuff. Um, but like, yeah, so we've just been experimenting a lot. So I feel like every time I go into the studio, we create a new song. So my objective now is to actually finish these songs and get them released. Um, I'm thinking honestly, um, of taking a little bit of a social media break and doing that here pretty soon um, just to kind of take time to like just be with myself, be with my people, my husband, my other creative friends, my producer, where we can really just like not have to worry about, you know, anything that's not going on in our own lives and just really just hone in on creativity and then I'll come back and like a couple of months, I'm not even saying like a long time, it's, it should only take like two, three months and then just come out and be like, yo, this is who I am now. I've been so attached to like who I was in the past and like, this is who I am in this season. And um, I just feel like I've been so stuck on the past that like the season I'm in in my life is like cold and I want it to heat up like now. So I need to like figure out how to do that. Um, but yeah, I'm honestly just like working on a lot of music and it's really fun, exciting stuff. I just did the coolest photo shoot with my friend Michaela last night. Um, that's just a totally like new brand. Like awesome. we kept saying, we're like, our like my, everyone's going to be so shocked when they, they see this stuff. So it's oh. exciting. <laughs> well, we're excited. <laughs> so, hey, so what you're working on, do you feel it's, it's more positive or has a more 
uh, is it lighter, darker, darker, yeah, lighter yeah. darker? It's definitely a mix of like light and dark, honestly. It's just what I'm feeling mm-hmm. um, in the time. And like it, reality is you're not always going to be this positive person. And I mm-hmm. felt like that picture that I was trying to paint before. Mm-hmm. And um, as I said, this pandemic has definitely had me do some shadow work. And, you know, you just realize the parts of you that you don't necessarily like. And I think a lot of people can also um, relate to, you know, songs about anxiety or depression or just being stressed or getting in fights with your significant other. And then it's also fun to relate to songs about, you know, like wanting to party or songs about feeling your best, you know, and just like anything. And I I think my music is mainly just about life. Um, But then visually, I'm a very visual artist. Um, I just want my stuff to be really freaking dope and like have this edgy twist to it. I paint myself in my head as this like mysterious, like enchanting, like manic pixie dream girl kind of vibe. Um, so visually, that's the kind of stuff that I have coming up. So that's awesome. I'm excited. I just it's just so hard because like I feel bad because I haven't released in a while. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to give I want to give everyone everything that I'm coming out with, but it'll be worth the wait. Well, cheers to you for giving yourself the time that you need to rock it the way that that you need and deserve. You know, um, I think again, like we talk talked earlier about, that there's this need to produce, produce constantly, but to respect yourself and your need to just take the time to be a full, full, complete expression of who you are. Um, mm-hmm. Cheers to you for doing that Thank and you. for being for being aware. Mm-hmm. of you and and your talent and we appreciate you thank you, thank you. i appreciate you guys so much so much so much so much well we just love you so much <laughs> <laughs> come here <laughs> just come on over <laughs> we appreciate you for rocking it like you do and thanks so much for taking the time to chat it up with us and we're super stoked to see what's what's coming and we will patiently await Please be patient, but it'll be so good. It will be. Don't forget about me on my little social media break. For never, never, for never, never. We will never forget. We love you. Thank you, guys. Produced by Awareness Tie, Supercalifragilistic feature Callie Bavier, interviewed by Jack and Ellie McGuire, podcast intro track by Thavius Beck, episode soundtrack by Callie Bavier. Thank you for listening to Aware Now. To read our magazine, watch our broadcast, or join our community, be sure to visit our website, awarenessties.us.